Hello, hello, and what is up, teachers? Hope everyone's well. In today's episode, I'm going to give you five tips to improve lesson pace. Okay, so without further ado, let's dive right in. So the first question then is, what is lesson pace? And I'm going to start by saying that pace and speed are not synonymous. Lesson pace and lesson speed are not synonymous. Speed does play a part in lesson pace, um, but, but those two are not identical to each other. And the reason why I mention that is because often you'll see lessons from ECTs, PGCs, and you'll say, you know, your pace was a bit slow that time. And often they don't fully understand what you're talking about. So the next time, in a bid to improving or, you know, speeding up their pace, they'll end up going through the lesson too fast. So explanations will be too quick. Not enough time will be given for activities. There won't be enough AFL because they're too, they're too scared to to take their time, lest the lesson in their mind be too slow. Okay, so it is worth making a note of that. Pace and speed are not synonymous. Okay, so what then is pace? So I'm going to give you a little example. Let's say you've got a 20-minute activity. Your students are doing a 20-minute writing activity, and you've asked them to do it in silence. While they're doing that activity, let's say they're taking their time, but it's quite obvious that they are engaged and working, even though they might be working quote-unquote slow. If they are using their time effectively, then there is absolutely nothing wrong with that pace, despite them not going fast in the traditional sense of the word, okay? So not every activity has to be a quick mini whiteboard, put up the answer to the multiple choice question. It is okay for kids to take their time in lesson. Now imagine your kids are doing the same activity, but this time they're talking a bit too much. A couple of them have got their heads down on the desk, two of them looking out the window. It's just obvious from their body language that they're, that they're not engaging with the activity, and as a result of which, they're not working very fast, okay? If that is the case, then the lesson has slowed down and the pace of the lesson is slow. So pace, then, is ultimately about allocating the right amount of time for a given activity. As a general rule of thumb, and this is something I go by, is if something can be done faster, it should be done faster. Okay, if something can be done faster, it should be done faster. Now, be careful how you take that, because the writing activity I described, yes, it is necessary, or in this activity at least, it was necessary for students to take their time. If you're giving a complex explanation, it is necessary to take your time, in which case it cannot be done faster. Okay, think of the previous example. That, that particular activity, where the kids were not concentrating, etc., that could be done faster, so it, so it should have been done faster. So it's a useful question to have in your mind. Can this reasonably be done faster? If the answer is yes, then your pace is probably too slow. Okay, so the first tip for a well-paced lesson is to manage low-level disruption effectively. I recommend, actually, that you listen to my episode on low-level disruption to help you manage that, because that is one of the biggest killers of pace. Okay, now I know you, you may hear, I mean, particularly if you're listening to this from Twitter, You'll see people there saying, oh, well, I let the kids talk while they're working. And, you know, everybody, it's, it's one nice, big, nice, happy family where everybody talks. And guys, I'm going to tell you right now, okay, you can't do that. You cannot do that. If the, if the talking is such that it is slowing down the learning, okay, I'm not saying pin drop silence all the time. I'm saying if the talking is so much that it is slowing down the learning, then it is too much talking because it is slowing down the pace, all right? So you've got to get a grip on low-level disruption. You've got to get a handle on that. And let me also make it clear, 
I'm not saying no talking whatsoever. There's loads of teaching activities, learning activities that involve talking, okay? And I'm going to discuss some of those later, and that's perfectly fine. What I'm saying is unrelated chat that is being done when they're not meant to be talking about anything, right? That is what's going to slow down your pace. The second tip for having a well-paced lesson is to have timed activities. Now, it probably goes without saying you, you do have timed activities, but have you tried putting a timer on the board? Okay, just something just to keep that pace going. It's not just the visual cue of the time that helps. It's also, like if you say to your class, okay guys, I need 10 minutes pin drop silence so you can finish these three questions. Okay, the fact that you've put a time limit on their silence too, that will actually increase the chances of them being silent for that time and therefore maintaining the pace of the lesson. The third tip for a well-paced lesson is to maintain a sense of urgency. So, let's say you've given them a task to do. Every now and again, just jump in with, okay guys, come on, come on, let's speed it up a bit, please. Just something like that, just the energy you give off can create a sense of urgency. And it's really not that difficult. The key thing is just to be aware. And when you can see your kids going off task or whatever, then you're right in there with, come on, come on, come on, get back to it. The fourth tip for a well-paced lesson is to vary your tasks. Now, you probably vary your tasks anyway, so I don't want to insult anybody's intelligence, but it's how and when you vary them that's going to maintain lesson pace. I'm going to give you an example. So let's go back to that 20-minute writing task where the kids weren't listening, or rather, excuse me, they weren't really focused, they're looking out the window, they got their heads down, and just not really engaging with the task, therefore it ends up taking longer. So what you want to do is, you want to spot that early, and then let's say 10 minutes in, you stop the lesson. Okay, and you can you could you could grab somebody's book, put it on the visualizer. Let's see what what Steve's done so far. Okay, and just something like that can break up the lesson and it can get them back on task. Another example might be so you can see that the kids have been silent for a long time. Okay, and that that chatter, that disruption, whatever you want to call it, is just desperate to get out. So again, ten minutes in, why not just do a think pair and share? Okay, or something that involves them talking in a controlled circumstance, right? Have the mini whiteboards, like, okay, guys, one of you do the writing, one of you do the talking, I want you to discuss this for one minute, um, write five bullet points, something like that, okay? So that way, they haven't been concentrating for a lengthy period of time, they won't lose interest, etc., etc. So in essence, you probably would have varied the activities, but don't be afraid to stick in another activity when you can see your pace is slowing down. Don't be afraid to detract from your lesson plan. In teaching, guys, the best thing you can be is pragmatic. Be aware and be pragmatic. I can see the kids are losing focus, they're losing concentration, so I'm going to do something about it. The fifth tip for a well-paced lesson actually comes, comes off the back of the previous one, and that is to break up your lesson with quizzes. Kids are more likely to disengage with the lesson when they don't know what's going on. And as we know, I mean, I can say secondary school, teenagers, their concentration span is not high, okay? If they don't know what's going on, then they're more likely to switch off for the remainder of the lesson. So it is a good idea to make sure that you're doing those knowledge checks throughout the lesson. Now again, you probably do that anyway, but just be particularly mindful, especially if you've got a class which you know, you know, the pace is gonna slow down if you're not on the ball, etc., etc. It's a good idea then to learn some AFL strategies that you can use and be able to drop them at any time. Okay, so learn some that you can just do at any point in the lesson. 
for me personally, I love mini whiteboards. They can give you short, sharp answers, and every kid has to answer, okay? Because you can see exactly what's going on. There's no chance to switch off. And I think there is some advantage to them physically grabbing the whiteboard and holding it up. I'm not saying there's a such thing as kinesthetic learners or any of that nonsense. Um, I'm just saying generally, if you've got a kid who is mentally switched off and suddenly they have to grab a whiteboard, in my experience, that's going to re-engage them. And finally, I know I said I was only going to talk about five tips, um, but just as an additional point, it's a good idea just to have everything ready in the lesson. And what I mean by that is, if you can, avoid handing out sheets within the lesson. Have them handed out before the lesson, okay? Because you can guarantee that when you start handing them out, that's when your pace is going to slow down. Um, if you're if you're showing a, a, a YouTube video, for example, if you don't have the link, or rather, if you haven't already got it there, uh, minimized, and all you have to do is, you know, press play, that's when your pace is going to slow down. That's when kids are going to start talking. So as best as you can, do those things. It's not always easy when you're teaching what, five lessons a day or whatever, but just have that in mind. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you found that helpful. Do check out my books on Amazon. The Unofficial Teacher's Manual, What They Don't Teach You in Training, and Teaching for Realists, Making the Education System Work for You and Your Pupils. Take care.